Hello and welcome to the Wake Up and Live podcast with Chantelle Simone. I am so happy that you're here and you're here for a reason. This podcast was created to shift perspectives, shift our mindset so we can truly wake up and start to live life by design and on purpose. You will hear powerful messages and interviews all around purpose, identity, and truth. So be a blessing to others and share these messages. Subscribe and follow this podcast as well as comment so that we can keep these conversations going. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to day six of this very special series for the Wake Up and Live show. I am Chantelle Simone, I'm a mindologist, and I am so proud and happy to be able to have this series out, to be able to connect such powerful, great people and share insights to elevate you during this time. For those of you who are watching for the very first time, we are doing this very special series. It's number six out of, or day six out of seven day series. So we go, one more day left in this very special series called Faith versus Fear. Faith versus Fear. And one of the main reasons why this is the title is because most people surviving the times of the COVID-19 are either leaning more to their faith or they're leaning more to the fear. So we really want to unpack this conversation. And for that, I have very special guests to be able to come. I've been bringing people from different parts of the globe with different perspectives in order to bring clarity on where is this faith coming from and what can we do about it? And this fear, what is driving it? How does it fester in our minds? So today it is so great to be able to bring you this very special topic. And I'm going to introduce today's topic because This is a topic now that really a lot of people are Googling. A lot of people are questioning. They really want to know what are some of the activities that I can do to increase my faith. Some people who never had faith before, maybe you didn't quite believe in God, or maybe you belong to a different type of particular religion, or maybe you don't have a religion at all. And now you're coming and saying, well, I got to believe in something. There has to be a bigger power out there. And what is it? How do I connect to it? What do I need to do? There may be, you may be Christian or or Muslim or some other religion or denomination. You want to increase your faith. So today we're going to keep it strictly to the activities that we can all do, that we can all tap into, no matter what that's going on, no matter what faith you come from, because there is one faith and there's something we can all do to be able to strengthen our faith and to strengthen the courage and and be inspired and, and know that there is light at the end of this tunnel that's called the coronavirus. So for today in the media, I am going to be sharing uh, a clip. So most of the time when people want to find out information nowadays, you know, there was a time we used to dust out encyclopedias, but now we go to Uncle Google. So I typed in today as we share for the in, in the media section, and I would love to get the perspective of our two guests on this as well when they join in. And we asked Google, okay, well, how do we use faith? So according to Google, Uncle Google, faith, here's the answer. Have faith to make progress 
So the question is, do we want to make progress during these times of the coronavirus? And of course, the answer is yes. So we must have faith to make progress. It goes on to say that be as self-reliant as possible, as a capable person supporting yourself in the world of can't. And this is quite relevant right now into the times because in this times there, it can be a world of can't. We can't go outside. We can't stay, stay close to one another. We can't go to the stores. We can't go to the movies. We can't do the things that we normally can. We literally are in a state of can't. So this is telling us, Google's telling us to be able to stay self-reliant and support yourself during these times. It goes on to say, use your faith to make connections, giving you the best chance for success and faith in something. Set goals, make an end, and if necessary, remake yourself by reaching your goals. So there is some really great truths to what Google has said here, while I also think it's pretty, um, it's like a lump sum, taking lumps of stuff, throwing it together in a, in a definition. But there are some things we can glean from here. And if you were tuning in to the other episodes of the series, we did talk about tapping into ourselves. We did talk about, you know, we may have to really just have faith that we can get through personally, having faith in us as an individual. We also talked about being able to reach goals. It's a great time to reflect and really hone in on, well, what do I want my future to be? I made a post on Facebook and I said, given all the craziness that's happening with coronavirus, what has it allowed you to do? Encouraging us to start to think of some of the positives. And a lot of the feedback was it allowed me more time with self to tap into God, to tap into my truth, to really figure out what I want to do in life. So that is, is an element of faith that's real and, and really relatable to a lot of people. So I'm going to be very interested to find out the perspectives of our two guests, because as you know, and as you can tell, that life for me, as I always say, is about perspective. So help me give a warm welcome to our new guest. I am so, so excited to be able to introduce, I, they are two powerhouse people. And if you looked at my, my post earlier on, you know, they are mentors, they are business they are business coaches. They have they have insights to different things about this world that would really allow you to open up and really start to think. Hmm, I never looked at it that way, you know. So it, they are dear friends. They are also um, first. I'm going to have Mr. Jatan come on. He is from the UK. So he's going to bring not only a global perspective, but a perspective of what's currently going on in the United Kingdom versus with the whole series of faith versus fear. He's a managing director. He is a sensei. He is a black belt. So don't don't mess with him or else he'll come beat you up. <laughs> joking. He's a he's an awesome guy. He would he would take care of you as well as he's a coach. He's a business coach. So he also has a lot of insightful information and has been mentoring people across the globe. My second guest, Miss Susan, is a very, very powerful woman. She is a business sales coach. So she really takes all the, the icky stuff out of sales, like I, like I said in the workshop that I attended 
with her in, earlier on this month in Chicago. And she really brings the realistic side to sales. Okay, well, why are we here? How can this help you? And so taking that approach, he applies it to life, to spirituality, and so many different things. I've had really great in-depth conversations with her since I met her, and I'm very excited to have her on the show. So first I'm going to bring up, we're gonna go all the way to the UK and we are going to bring my dear friend, Mr. Jitan on the show. Can you hear me? I can Chantel, thank you. Awesome, Thanks. perfect. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It is so great to have you, I'm so excited. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's a real honor. So with the work you're doing on this, and especially the, the series that you've run so far has been absolutely incredible. So thank you for having me on this episode. Oh, thank you. My honor, my privilege, my, and my passion to be able to bring great minds like yourself and connect them to the viewers that may be watching. So Jitan, why don't you tell us a little bit of your perspective? I, I know that you, like we always have deep insightful moments from the moment yeah. we met <laughs> till, <laughs> or even even till yesterday, you know, and it never stops every time we connect. So what's your perspective on this thing we're calling faith versus fear in the world that you're in, in, in London and in the UK? Well, you know, it, it, it's strange. I was uh, going for a walk the other day including this morning and you see familiar faces everywhere right yeah but everything is not so familiar if that makes sense it's like okay. someone's pulled us out and we've fallen down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. and we're living in this covid society that's driven by a little bit of fear and so you know familiar faces cross the road and they don't say hello and they look down and you know so that's what it's like over here um i think people are uncertain they don't know how to interact. They don't realize that we can still say, hey, man, I'm all right. How you yeah. doing? You know? Yes. Um, and, and, you know, it's, I think it's important to realize that we can still connect with each other without having to give a big hug or a kiss. Or, you know, you can still, still show a lot of affinity for each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So people have been a bit, a bit strange in, in, in this season. It's almost like, I, I agree. I feel like people are kind of thrown off a little bit. They don't know how to act when you see someone. I, I make a joke of when I go for my walks, you know, I would see someone and they were like, totally dodge you and run the other way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can still say good morning, good afternoon. Absolutely. How do you do it? Still Absolutely. Talk. Awesome. So would you say that more people are living in a state of fear or are they more living in a state of faith and just knowing that we'll kind of get through it just in an overall perspective? I think from an overall perspective, people are in a state of fear because of the media. They don't know what to do. It's an age of unreason, doubt. We don't know. This is an unknown. Yeah. Those, yeah. but people hope for more faith. They want to believe. They want to reach out to a point of certainty. I think that's where it kind of abolishes fear when you have certainty. Yeah. When you have a lack of certainty, fear kicks in. Most of us aren't living in present tense. You know, the one thing you have control over is the garden of your mind, your soul, your spirit. We forget about that. We think of the material lives that we live, you know, like, oh my God, I can't go to the pub. I can't just walk down the road and yeah. have a coffee or say hello to my neighbor. Well, yes, at the moment we need to be careful. 
we need to be mindful of what's going on. But the one thing we do have power over is our own faith, our own perspective, the garden of our mind that can be nurtured, nurtured and groomed, you know. Um, and it's important that people realize that, that have that strength and take that empowerment within themselves. Um, I, I've struggled, I struggled with it also being a bit of a socialite, you know, someone who's out there meeting people, being in Toronto and the US and, you know, meeting friends all over the world. And suddenly I'm like stuck at home, you know. Right. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a whole new normal. So, so when you are stuck at home, Jit, what is it? What are some of the activities that you do to increase your faith that you can share with some people that you know that has been impactful for you? Absolutely. Um, I focus on my belief system, you know, uh, and the practice of habits. Ooh. It's very easy to aberrate from our path. I think I mentioned to you that for me, faith is like a ship and the rudder must be set on the horizon and the horizon is the faith that we we uh, govern for and aim for. And so I love it. Say that one more time. So just in case people miss that, say that one more time. I love it. So faith is, for me, is like a ship that we're on. Mm -hmm. We have our eyes set on the horizon mm -hmm. and we must set our rudder so it's not aberrated it's focused on the horizon so we're we're sailing straight for it but often we aberrate yeah fear is an aberration fear right. of media fear of other people's fears you know allowing those to enter you gets you to aberrate and suddenly you're going in a whole new different direction whole new direction right? mm -hmm. but also this is a period of our lives of reflection who's on my ship i think we spoke about this at length yes so important you know, many people have jumped off my ship here and there you know I, as you know i um took a leap of faith and i donated my kidney to a friend of mine last year and yeah. so many people disagreed with it but you know they jumped ship there are a few more people that need to walk the plank <laughs> you know um and and that's not a, a negative thing it's a actually a gardening thing i need to garden take care of my garden take care of my ship make sure it's headed in the right direction and it's a as light as possible so I can get to my destination. Right. Um, and you know, you mentioned something and it's quite interesting. So I know that you you were so generous to be able to donate a kidney last year. And again, totally kudos and, and just honor to you to be able to do that. And, and it's interesting that your faith in that it's going to help save somebody or it's going to add to somebody's life actually had an adverse effect for some people in your life. And it's and it's kind of like in this times of coronavirus when we're when we're going through our everyday lives. There's some people who want to stay positive and say, you know what, it's okay. We're gonna get the end of the tunnel. We're gonna do this. And and there's other people's opinion saying, oh, you're in the clouds, you right? Or Absolutely. oh, oh, you're so optimistic. Oh, you don't want to pay attention to the news. You must you must know what's going on. So what are what's some advice that you can give people who? are wanting to stay faithful and do such great gestures for their own lives or for other people's lives like you have, yet they're having those naysayers in their ear because sometimes they may share the same household, they may share the same bedroom, yeah. right? So it's, it's often those that are closest to us. So what can you share uh, of some way that they can stay faithful in those times? So what I would say is how strong is your personal belief system in terms of faith 
right? This is a question of yourself, this stage, that how much do you believe truly? And, you know, I always have this saying that intention alone is not enough. You must have intention without reservation. And mm -hmm. recently I've added absence of aberration. So, you know, to, to remain clear, to be present time focused, most of us, when we're in fear, we're governed by history and fear of the future. The one thing we can do is work out how to be more mindful and present. And when you're present, you're very conscious of your faith and who you are. Because the underlying governing term for all living things is survival. We all want to survive well. Having mm -hmm. faith enables us to survive on a whole new plane of existence. And that's what we all want for ourselves and each other. But it starts with you. I love that. You cannot expect others to have faith unless you have that faith in practice yourself. To have absolute certainty. So that's where I go. And you know what? That's so that's so important. It, it, you got to have a strong internal belief system to combat all those naysayers around you or else, you know, it, it's either there was the saying that um, you either buy people's stories or, or what is it? You buy people's stories or you you tell. OK, I forget to say. Nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a lot of great information out there to be able to remember to stay centered in in who you are or else you would be more pliable to everybody else's opinion absolutely and, and and one of the practices as a martial artist um we have something called moxon which is uh, a state of meditation right it's a way of um clearing your thought process not emptying your mind but clearing your mind of clutter right. what that does is brings you into presence being present is being mindful being present enables you to practice what works for you best, which is your faith, you know, right. and to live in that presence is the gift that you're being given of life. Very true. Present. So, you know, so much, so many of us are scared about what's happening tomorrow and what's next and what's going to happen. But if you're present mind focused, you'll realize the solutions come to you. They flow naturally. I love it. I so love it. It is so true. And just staying in that zone is so important. So Jit, so hang on one moment. What we're going to do now is I'm going to bring on our other guests and then we're going to loop you back in. We're going to have a three-way conversation. So thank you so much for those insights. Awesome stuff. So I am excited to introduce our next guest. She is, uh, like I said, it is Miss Susan McVia from British Columbia. Hello, so very hello. Very excited to have you. And thank you so much for being here. So can you hear us okay? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you and and really just to have your perspective and just your, your, your brilliance passing it on to the viewers here today. So why don't you tell us, and it's been, I've been asking this question to multiple people for six days now, faith versus fear in their territory. And a lot of people are leaning to the fear of the unknown. How is British Columbia and are we on the same boat with that? Or, or is there something different that you would share about it? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm really close. So I live in Victoria. Vancouver has been a hot spot. It's been overtaken by the east coast of Canada now with uh, with Quebec and some of the outbreak that's arisen through there. Um, but there was a lot of initial panic. Um, and being on the island, 
we're a little bit removed. So I'm grateful for that because we didn't have that immediate um, just what's going to happen, right? Like there's just so many people and trying to avoid folks. And we would see the news where people were still going to the beach and hanging out and doing picnics. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's pretty crazy. Now I I will be the first to admit, I mean, I've been, um, I have been quoted in the media as saying like, this hasn't affected my life. That was not even a month ago. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and not, not that I'm eating crow, but I definitely feel like you know the things that are happening around us, there is no playbook. There is no um, you know, past life that we've all experienced this in. For the majority of us, this is brand new. And we're looking for guidance from the folks that know more than us, you know, doctors and medical teams, but also our governments, our governmental bodies to be able to provide us with some structure and rules and guidelines on how we can best keep ourselves safe and and everybody else around us. So I would say that right now, we're in a bit of a holding pattern. And it's been really interesting to see because I initially felt really positive. um, If that's And I felt really odd about it, to be honest, because I thought like, wow, like this is the time when some businesses need to rise, when people are going to come together. Um, There is no better time for us to be able to support each other in the community. And I had like this surge of adrenaline. Yeah, all very true. (laughs) And then it kept going. And I I found myself getting sucked into the the fear and getting sucked Mm -hmm. into the emotionality that we are fearing around uh, the unknown, very much so the unknown, right? Like, how does it spread? What happens when we get it? What are the symptoms? Like, do you have it? Do you have it? And so almost feeling like you couldn't even look at your neighbors as you were walking down the street anymore. And I thought, wow, how interesting. And now it flipped again, where I have noticed that um, there is a, I'm introverted. So um, you know, typically I don't, I don't crave a lot of human connection because it's draining, but I've just found that for me, it's a bit of a balancing act, wanting to check in, wanting to find out if people are okay, wanting to make sure that people aren't stuck in fear, but also being mindful of how that might also drain my energy, um, and how I can continue to help serve and support. And so for me, I have found that faith has really bolstered my inner energy, my my confidence, my ability to help serve other people by just praying. Like even just the simple act of being able to pray over people, being able to keep them in my thoughts and keep them in my heart and keep them in my meditations as I'm going through my day-to-day. When I reach out to folks, Mm -hmm. they, they have felt it. And so please know that right now, that if you don't feel like you can do do anything, right? So if I'm, I'm a doer, I find it really hard to just be. And I find that sometimes in moments like this, mm-hmm. you need to allow yourself to just be and, and to sit with whatever faith looks like for you. And for me, that's prayer. And please know that when you are able to give yourself that space, other people feel it. I know that we're that's kind of a woo-woo thing, but I firmly believe that everything that we put out in the universe, we get paid back in spades. And if right now you don't know how to help on a tactical or strategic level, 
pour into your faith, pour into the faith of other people, be able to support them. I think that's a beautiful, a beautiful point because you said some really great things in there that I just wanted to highlight. Um, Number one, I know some of us may be turning to the government. (laughs) You know, me being a Canadian here now living in, in, in the U.S., um, so Trudeau is one, and then Trump is a whole nother conversation. And what's interesting, even I heard this morning that uh, this whole lockdown is just extended. I heard it was indefinite. I was like, how can you just extend it to indefinite? So, so it it, it can. And it, I love that you said that. You know, you had you started off so positive about it, but then you could easily get sucked into the news of it, and and relying on faith and the activities of faith is what strengthens you. And listen, there are a lot of introverts that are totally like jumping up and down for you to say that because, you know, not many people want to be as, and, and thank you for being as honest and transparent because a lot of introverts, when being around people it can be very draining. It takes a lot of energy. So introverts are like ecstatic, ecstatic right now. They're at home. They're like, yes, I don't need to, you know, I can choose when to chime in and choose when to chime out. So, so I, I do love that. That's, that's, there's a lot of people that are going to resonate with that. So, so, I, and your perspective on really using prayer and a lot of people, if you don't know prayer, you might hear energy, you might call it all different things, but there is this flow. We are connected even through the screens. Technology just allows us to see your face and hear your voice at the same time, but we still feel you even through technology. So, so how, what are some of the activities of faith that you've done, which I, I'm, I'm obviously one of them is prayer that you mentioned, that really shifted you in this time that you can share that people can potentially do the same? Yeah, I mean, prayer, because I, I think uh, a lot of folks, maybe, and this was me, I grew up Catholic, and I thought, you know, prayer was almost like a punishment. Right? <laughs> well, go pray about it. <laughs> like flagellating yourself. And, uh, and, you know, you have to sit for hours on your knees. For me, it's a conversation with God. It's a conversation to really connect to see what am I needing? What am I asking for? And to not be afraid to ask, like to, to kind of, and some, actually a friend of mine reminded me and said, you don't have to hold on to all of this. You don't have to hold on to all of these fears. You don't have to hold on to kind of the burden of responsibility. So regardless of what your role is in your communities, in your families, in your market, you don't need to hold on to all of this. You can just kind of lay it at the feet of whatever belief system that you have. From And I realized like, wow, that is so true. I have been holding on to this and it was stressing me out. And it was, um, it was kind of like, encapsulated around this fear of like not knowing and not being able to do enough Mm -hmm. and part of me for prayer is just to release it it's just to kind of speak out my fears speak out the things that I'm worried about and then kind of like therapy just let it go just nice right yeah but the other part is to ask like to ask for what you want and to be able to be very specific in saying, like, I'm scared about this. This is what I want to be able to feel instead, or this is what I need to be able to see. I spend a lot of time in meditation and just getting quiet. And sometimes, I mean, I will admit, I as much as I, I like kind of being self-isolated, I'm also 
we're, we're kind of stuck with, a, with yeah. without being able to, yeah. to to go to a, a kind of a, a special place. So I've had to lock myself in the bathroom, y'all, where I just go and have a long soak, and I'm just free to think and meditate and really yeah. let my worries kind of wash away. Mm -hmm. So more self care more time in just really sitting with what it is that I'm asking for and what I'm looking for and being able to just let the feelings kind of come and go as they are because I have found that, so I have chronic pain, I have fibromyalgia and when I hold on to trying to control things that I really don't have a lot of control on, which is everything that's happening right now, I yeah, really don't have good. a lot of control. Yeah it can make things worse. And so instead of having judgment or wanting to hold on to things that I can't hold on to, just simply being able to observe and release as much as possible and just pay attention to any emotions or patterns or thoughts, journaling on those, but also being able to just, um, I, love what, I loved what Jatan had shared earlier, right? Like just being present mind and focus yeah. in the present mind. Because I think when we start thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or in a month from now or six months from now, like will we be able to do all of these things? I think that causes a lot of extra thinking. And we don't need that right now. We just need to focus right. on what's the next step? What's the next thing that I need to do? And that might just be what's for dinner? You know what? That right there is really powerful. Uh, it, that word next is so powerful and so shifting. What do you want to do next? What can we do next? And I know a lot of people, if you really take that and sit with it, it could really transform some of the things that you're going through. So I just want to actually chime in. I've seen some great comments and I want to bring back Jatan because I want to have a conversation about faith and fear and increasing faith because you are both business professionals. So welcome back to Tan. It's great to have you. Thank you. And I Hi, am Susan. just going to, before we dive into perspectives on um, faith and fear in the business realm, let me just, just chime into some of these comments I want to share. Um, look, they're saying hello, they're saying hello to Jit. We say, I am going for walks every day. And I say hi and I wave to people. People are nicer in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I miss and it. Well, you know, no comment to that, but I can understand. <laughs> is waving. Pratisha is waving. Be mindful and present. Yes, says Jada. Marlene Luckett Trumel says, yes, faith makes you present in your life. That was from Sharon. Thank you so much. From uh, According to what Susan said. Precious is waving, great intros, awesome stuff. Kirk is on saying, Jit, wait, what's good, my brother? <laughs> great insights of this, JSL Murphy, uh, awesome stuff. And I'm looking forward for you to come over, JSL, soon when this whole situation is wrapped up. So awesome. Now, what I want to move to, because you both, and I'm insanely curious about this, and I'm so excited to have both of you on, because you guys are in the, 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 also in the business field. So when we talk about the topic of faith, you know, people often tie faith directly to religion. And when we talk about religion, we want to take that away from business. Right. So, you you know, even in America, they divide the state and the church, that type of thing. So what's your take on still running successful businesses online, still tapping into 
corporate direct uh, directors and so on. What's your take on faith in the workforce? And whoever wants to go first, you can jump on it. Susan, you want to go first? Yeah, I can. I mean, for me, um, faith in the workplace, I think it's, I think sometimes people feel uncomfortable, right? Because it's almost like you're, you have an agenda to convert people. I think, and from this perspective, it's kind of similar to how uh, folks feel about sales, right? Like you're going to have to convince somebody and you're, you're bringing them over the dark side or the light side. or mm-hmm. And I, I don't really think that that's really our responsibility as believers in whatever we believe in. I think the, the main thing is that we lead by example, mm-hmm. right? That we're a role no. model and that we live the life that we want to live. And by virtue of that, the people that want to know more about what it looks like to be more faithful or to perhaps be um, in tune with spirit or with God, whatever it is that your belief system is, that they will naturally ask. And it's, it's not a matter of not wanting to share. It's just a matter of you don't have to convince anybody. You're just being who you are. And you're just talking about the things that are important to you. So it's a similar, uh, if I didn't talk about my kids at all, ever, as a mom of two, that would be weird. Mm. Like They're part of my everyday language. Mm. And it's the same thing for me. I talk to God constantly. I actually talk to him all the time, probably more than any other physical person in my life. (laughs) So the fact that if I didn't share something about that, that would be weird because that's a really big part of who I am. Right, right. And I want to ask you about the results of speaking to God as consistently as you do. Before I do, Jit, what about your perspective of faith in the workplace? Well, I think it's been mindful that all of us are different. You know, mm-hmm. I work with people from all different cultures, religions, creeds. And, you know, one thing that I've always instilled is best practice being adaptive, you know? So I use the ship analogy, you know, you gotta watch out for those waves and storms and, you know, work out how you're gonna work around those islands and those things that get in your way. I think the biggest thing is, is that to cultivate a mindset that's adaptive. You know, us as human beings, we've survived in so many different environments. Look at us across the planet. Some of us are living in deserts. Some of us are living in, the North Pole, you know, I mean, we're adaptive people. I think there's some incredible strength that we've seen in humanity and and how we've overcome, you know, so many things. And I think that this is in business, this is something that we need to pay heed to is we can adapt if you allow yourself Mm -hmm. to be relaxed enough, like a martial artist to adapt to any kind of punch that's thrown at you. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. So adaptivity and just being respectful and mindful of other people, but yet still making it a part of who you are. Because, you know, I always yeah. found that if I was, if I'm like in my teachings, I've been teaching and training for a very long time. And, you know, when I would go in front of different groups, if I feel like if I left out the element of praying or God or, you know, or tapping into spirit, I'm giving you like half of the recipe. You know, so just being able to share it, but it doesn't mean that I have to be like, oh, take your sugar, have sugar, have sugar. You know, I'm not going to force a specific ingredient to build this cake, let's say. But I will tell you that, hey, you're going to need some sugar. Your cake isn't going to taste good, (laughs) right? You need a little bit of food in your life if if we're talking about enriching your life and enriching your life in the workplace as well. So I love it. So Susan, and and, and I would love your take on this too, Jit. 
Susan, when you mentioned that you you have conversation with God all the time, and that's how you flex that faith muscle. Um, first of all, what does that look like? Do you talk to yourself? Do you walk around? Do people think that you're you're this nutty lady talking to yourself? Is it something internal? What if somebody wanted to say, Susan, I want to talk to God like that, and 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 please share the results of it so they know why they want to. Can you give us something practical that what that actually looks like for you? And then Jid, I'll ask you the same. Yeah. Yeah, because I was searching for God for a long time. Like I kept hearing all of these miraculous stories. And I think part of it is from the movies, right? Like we just have this impression of God being this otherworldly, like, hello, um, and this, this giant voice. So that's what I was expecting. I thought the heavens would part, the seas would, would, you know, separate. And then this was the momentous occasion when God would speak to me. And I realized that God does not speak to us this way. He does, but the everyday moments is when he really does speak to us. And I'm going to guarantee, because every single time I've had this conversation with somebody and they have realized, oh, you know what? I think I've already had a conversation with God. And I said, yes, yes, you yeah. probably have. Because God speaks to us in the whispers and it's in the everyday miracles that he shows up. And I was waiting for a miracle. Like I was waiting for the miracle before I could feel God in my life. Mm -hmm. And I realized that if I paid attention, so the the first things, so I'm I'm left brain and I'm right brain, but I'm much more left brain. And so I said, God, you need to make this very easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to know what yeah. logical with it. Oh, a shadow of a doubt. Please make sure that I know. And so there were two distinct things that he had done. I started seeing things in dreams, like actual like signs with words. So it would say certain things and I'd go, oh, that's interesting. And then, um, so I would ask a question and I would go to bed and words would appear in my dream that would either answer or create more questions. The other part was then if I asked questions of God throughout the day, and I, when I first started this, I was talking out loud because I, I needed to, I needed to talk. Mm -hmm. And so I would pray and ask out loud, you know, what about this? Or what about that? The things that I was uncertain about, I would ask. Mm -hmm. And then I would wait and I would go, where's my answer? And when I started to pay attention, I would notice patterns of numbers and sometimes letters, but it would mostly be numbers. It would be, you know, one, 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 or three, 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 like all of a sudden on the, on my phone, on the microwave, uh, street signs, license plates, you name it. I would start to see all of these seemingly random, but they weren't random. And every time I saw that, for me, at least, it was a signal that God was answering and saying, yes, move forward. And now it's evolved where I... I basically am, am almost talking constantly to my inner voice, which is God, and asking inside of my head all of these things. And I talk to myself, like inside. Uh -huh. The answer comes, like I know when it's God speaking now. When it comes out. Yeah, yeah, when it comes out. It's a, it does, it's still me, but it's not me. I don't know how right. else to explain that. So the more that you that. practice, the more that you're going to see these signs. So it's really about just paying attention. And I think now more than ever, actually, this whole thing with COVID-19 has give us, given us an opportunity to really 
pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. So by flexing that faith muscle, that one of your major activities is talking to God and seeing the answers in a dream or in numbers or it shows up in some call us in some call it intuition or gut feeling or we call it different things. But this could be a huge act of faith if we just kind of walk with it and trust it. So I love that. Thank you. So how about yourself, Jitan? What are some of the things that, that you may have experienced or, or uh, some of the activities that you do that, that, that allows you to experience that? Yeah, for sure. So um, it's interesting for, for me, um, I was a, always, I thought I had faith, you know, before. Right? Up until two years ago, I was like, okay, but I was surrounded by people. People who, you know, acknowledge you and your position and who you are. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. you know, at one point I was European president of our martial arts federation, you know, running multiple businesses, um, coaching, mentoring. But my, I thought it was faith, but my validation was from other human beings. And we're mm -hmm. all flawed, right? Mm -hmm. So suddenly two years ago when i started making decisions that were like the kidney thing like a few other business decisions where people couldn't relate to my decision making Whoa. i found myself alone and suddenly i'm like where's my faith uh, and yeah. when you, do you know when you have that moment yeah, and you're alone you're like yes oh my god i'm really empty right now yes i'm not connected with myself or god I better start speaking with God, right? Because <laughs> as you ask, you shall not receive type thing. Right. So I started speaking with God. And I don't, you guys may know, but like the, the best days of success are really easy. It's as if God is carrying you on his back. Yes. You know, it's just yes. like I'm walking alone, you yes. know, like da, da, da. no, no, no. He's carrying you on his back. And that's an easy day during a time of hardship. Right. So I found that when I do connect with God, more so now than ever, my days are easy. Wow. When I do reach out and say, hey, I believe in you. I have faith. My days are easy. It's the days I resist. You know what you resist will persist. What you yes. befriend, you'll transcend, right? Yeah. It's those days that are hard. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. The, totally. When I'm living in fear. When I'm living in upset, I'll walk in and my parents go, don't go outside, you know? And I'm like, I was just in the backyard, man. <laughs> Chill out, you know? Yeah. It, it, right. it's, it's, you know, and then you let that fester a little bit because someone repeats, repeats, repeats. And you're like, oh, just, you know, just, just, just leave me alone. And suddenly you're living in a point of negativity. It mm -hmm. might not even be fear. And suddenly you've taken your focus of faith. But as, as soon as you keep your eye on the horizon, Keep the rudder straight and do not aberrate. Your faith is straight, right? <laughs> hey, that's, that rhymes. You've got to write. Amen. You've got to rewind that. You know what, you guys, I, I just, I am so grateful just to, for one, know such phenomenal people. Um, and the insights that you shared today, they were real. They were transparent. I see um, Jaycel says, yes, I got that. Ryan Singh says, yes, great job. Nice job. So people are really resonating with what you say. Um, Precious says, I believe faith in the workplace can be led by love and care for individuals we work with. 
and they will see the faith and be curious. Exactly. Uh, she also just said, nailing it on those days, I don't spend time with God. I feel so off and unconnected at the moment. I, the moment I plug back into him, things are smooth after that. So totally people are related, relatable, relating to what you guys are saying. I so honor and love you guys. Thank you so much for your time today, sharing your insights and your personal stories. I know it has impacted many people and those watching on the podcast, on the replay, uh, whether you're on Facebook Live or, or on the YouTube, make sure that you share this and let their insights continue to impact others. Somebody needs to hear this right now so you can do your part and share and be a blessing to others. So thank you so much, Susan and Jatan, for being on the show today. It was awesome having you. I so appreciate it. I love you both. And thanks again for your time. It's awesome. Love you too, Chantel. Thank Pleasure you. Meeting. Awesome. Likewise. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, so great having such beautiful minds. I told you guys, <laughs> I told you, my pleasure, my pleasure. So I just, or I just wanted to show um, a couple of comments we had coming directly up on the screen here um, from Lester Bailey, when he said, what do you do next? Great question. Uh, thank you, Lester. Uh, Lester also says, support the show, go to Chantel. Oh, you're so sweet. Absolutely. I will talk about the mindset gym today in our closing remarks and uh, loving today's insights. Awesome, awesome. Well, folks, here are my final comments. I totally love how that we are realizing more and more each day that we are connected. It doesn't matter where we are. We could be far off in the UK. We could be on the coast of Vancouver, Canada. We could be in the US. We can be in Mumbai. We can be in Dubai. We can be in the Caribbean. But we're, we're all going through the same thing. And this, this, this epidemic right now is really allowing us to come together and, and really mesh and be interdependent. There's people watching from all over the world and hearing what we have to say and sharing this light of faith. Today's topic was really to give further insights that it doesn't have to be a mysterious thing, but it is something that we want to practice on a regular basis because it enhanced our lives. And if you just were to give it a try, if you just were to believe that there's something greater than you that you can tap into, that is loving, that is caring, that is nurturing, and that is truly has your best interests at heart, your days will change. Your moments will change which ultimately means your life will change. Some of the biggest challenges I've encountered being a mindologist and working with people in groups across the world for many years is, is that what happens is that sometimes that fear or things from the past takes our minds. And that's where we get aberrated, like Jatan said. That's where we get off track. And in order to come on track, we also need the support and help of others. If this is aligning with you, and if you do want to do something about it, uh, we do have a program called the Mindset Gym. You can always go to ChantelSimone.com slash mindset hyphen gym to find out more. But nonetheless, reach out. Reach out to me individually. Reach out to Susan. Reach out to Jatan. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to someone that knows that they actually, that, that you know that, that has that connectivity and can bring you back to the true you because that's the point. We're here to help and support each other. And we're seeing this more and more even in this day and age of COVID-19. So thank you guys so much for watching the show today. 
And like I always say, you have one life, so make it count and navigate on purpose. Stay blessed and stay faithful. We'll see you tomorrow for our final episode, day seven out of seven of this series, Faith versus Fear. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Wake Up and Live show. We stand for a purpose, mind mastery, and truth. Expect to be shifted. If this program has impacted you in any way, shape, or form, if it's hit your spirit in a powerful way or allowed you to do or to think differently, please hashtag CS Impact. Our CSI team has a goal to reach 1,000 lives by the end of this year, and this is a great way for us to monitor our impact. This program is being sponsored to you by ClearTheCrapKit.com. For those of you who want to be released from your emotional burdens and break free from your emotional baggage and really overcome your stinking thinking so we can stay focused on our goal and our lives and our God-given purpose. Get your Clear the Crap Kit today. Always remember, you have one life. Make it count and navigate on purpose.